When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Welcome back, everybody. My next guest is a comedian and an actor who has appeared on Arrested Development, Louie, and in her own concert specials. Please welcome Maria Bamford. You guys, it's 2016, and I really need to find a way to show people how much I love them, despite all my words and actions. <laughs> my beloved husband has noticed that I like to tear open packages of food, take caps off beverages, and leave it out and around. And he said very kindly, very sweetly, why? <laughs> and I said, because I'm a raccoon. <laughs> I need to get in there get what's good, be on my way. <laughs> oh, but what if it goes bad? What if you get sick? Were you not listening when I just mentioned that I'm a raccoon? <laughs> I can digest ceiling tile. <laughs> I just need to fill this up, get back to the river with my friends. <laughs> Did you just bring an old salad to bed? <laughs> it's nighttime, I'm awake. We have uh, recently married, only nine months, so we've been having a lot of sex, a lot of fudging and wedging and lotions and potions and unguents and poultices and jams and jellies and sauces and salsas and mustards and custards and foams and soups and smoothing milks and hustle, bustle, hustle, bustle, hustle, bustle, hammer, anvil, hammer, anvil, hammer, anvil! Nothing's been consummated. Uh, but we've been doing some furious hand-holding and our palms are raw with desire. <laughs> I, uh, I, I love people so much. I, I love you so much. I, I love my family so much. I love my, my niece and nephews. I say that I love them, but is that what I say when once a year I FedEx them a box of wigs? Does that really <laughs> make up for the fact that I never make eye contact and I'm still not clear on their names? <laughs> hey, Tiny, uh, where are the bigger ones? I have a dear friend who I know has a flip phone, and yet I continue to send her emojis of eggplants and basketballs and pieces of pizza, knowing that all she sees are squares. <laughs> this year, my friend Amy is always trying to get me to do stuff. I'm gonna try to say yes. You wanna go horseback riding? Mm, what is it? You go on a dusty trail with two lesbians who used to be a couple, but now they run a small business together, and horses bite. 
Okay, I'll go once, and I'll need a Dairy Queen peanut butter parfait on the way, way back. That's hot fudge peanuts ice cream. Hot fudge peanuts ice cream. Hot fudge peanuts ice cream. Cherry topper. You're wanna go swing dancing? Are people still doing that? <laughs> the war is over. There's plenty of pantyhose for everyone. It's on Sundays from 2 to 4, just when you don't want to do anything, and it's side, side, back step, side, side. I'll go for three years, but that is it! <laughs> you want to go to a fitness boot camp? It's every day at 6 a.m., because they're getting you into a shape. And you run, and you run, and you run, and there's no game element to distract you from the fact that you're running and running and running. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go for five days. Day five, Tanya, and I know it's gonna be Tanya, is gonna say, come on, Maria, I wanna see you push it. <laughs> and I am never gonna go again. But will you forget to cancel the automatic debit coming from your checking account and pay for it for the next year and a half? <laughs> of course I will. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Coming up, Hannah Einbinder and Rami Youssef. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Diva Dars. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Folks, my next guest tonight is a stand-up comedian making her network television debut. Please welcome Hannah Einbinder. Good evening. You know, when some comedians start off their set they will say something like, let me tell you a little bit about me. Well, this is my version of that. My mother had me when she was 42 because before that age she was busy. <laughs> See, my mother made the money in our house. She was 12 years older than my father and refused to legally marry him. What does being a woman mean to me? 
<laughs> it means being a man. In our house, when mother kissed us goodnight, she kissed us twice. Once for the evening and once to make up for not being there the next day. But don't fret on me, New York City, no. See, I was raised by my real mom, mi madre real, Gloria Lopez Cabrera. She taught me everything that I know. She is the reason why when I burn my hand, instead of saying, ow, I say, I. But let's go back even further. The year was 1995, and Mommy and Daddy wanted a boy, so genetic engineers sorted through my father's genetic material and eliminated all of the sperm with the XX female chromosomes. <laughs> all but one. Nine months later, Mama's little boy arrived a girl as a reminder to my parents that if they wanted to play God, they'd have to deal with the devil herself. Uh, so what's your guys' deal? <laughs> um, I'm bisexual. I prefer to date women. Men, to me, are like... Las Vegas, I show up, I lose everything that I came with, I vow never to return again. And then six months later, I'm like, let's go to Vegas. Boy, privacy is hard to come by these days, wouldn't you say, folks? Wouldn't you say? I mean, it's like you can't even sit in front of a fountain with your head in your hands, rocking back and forth, sobbing without somebody coming up, taking a picture, and captioning it, current mood. You just can't get a moment alone. And uh, I think social media has a lot to do with this. I'll give you an example. I heard a young woman on the phone the other day. Her conversation sounded a little bit like this. So did I tell you Mila uninvited me to her birthday brunch? Yeah, no, I know, like fully criminal. It was all set up, and then the night before she calls me and goes, sorry, Sav, I think I'm just going to go with my parents. I mean, I was pissed, but I didn't say anything. Anyway, the next day... <sighs> Guess who's in the background of Kate's Snapchat story at 1.27 p.m. at Catch in West Hollywood? <laughs> yep, there's more. Instagram, 2 p.m. Kate uploads a picture of the two of them in the caption, Happy birthday to my BFF heart star champagne emoji. It gets worse. Facebook Live, 3.58 to 3.59. They're taking shots, giggling, and responding to people in the live comments. Did she think I wasn't going to see it? <laughs> I like to think that if the same situation had occurred in, say, the year 1935, <laughs> it would have sounded something like this. Hello, Maud. Oh, hiya, Blanche. Say, what's the newest fit to print? Listen, Maud, do you remember that little soiree we had planned, don't you? Oh, sure, he's still wearing that little red number hot dog. Well, honey, mommy and daddy say no can do. Say, be better just the three of us. Oh, this is fine, Blanche, just fine indeed. Well, so long, so long, and that's it.
You know, folks, I don't know what it was like being a woman in the 30s, and I don't claim to, but I have cried while washing the dishes before, and I think that's close. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good night. making his network television debut. Please welcome Rami Youssef. Hey. Uh, my name is Rami Youssef, and I'm Muslim. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, like from the news. <laughs> Have you guys seen our show? Fox News or any of the news is really, they're all about us. I get, I get why people are afraid. I do. Especially if you don't know a Muslim, of course. I mean, even sometimes if I watch for too long, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Am I going to do something? <laughs> like, they make it seem inevitable. I feel like no matter what I do, I'm just going to turn 30 and get a Hogwarts letter from ISIS. <laughs> it's, yeah, like... No, seriously, like, there's just going to be a dude at my house with a beard and an owl, and he's just going to be, you're a terrorist, Rami. You've been one the whole time, and uh, we start in September. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah. Uh, like, do I get a wand? Because <laughs> I would join ISIS if they gave me a wand. Like, a wand is way cooler than democracy. Seriously, it's, it's, it's not real. I don't know what is real anymore. Like, I agree with Trump when he says fake news. All the news feels fake because none of it really affects me. Like, I see this tragedy on a screen and I'm sad, but then I have my day, and it's fine. Like, I remember the day the Muslim ban happened. I was upset. I have family that doesn't have citizenship. You know, I want to see them again. But personally, I had a really good day. <laughs> Like I remember, that day, I got cast in a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm watching TV, and this guy's like, this is a terrible day for all Muslims. I'm like, well, not all Muslims. And it was, for this, it, it was this shell made out of fried chicken. And it had this line that I had to say. I had to go, a shell made out of fried chicken? That's inconceivable. And then my mom texted me, and she was like, we're not sure if your uncle can get back in the country. And I was like, wow, mom, that's crazy. But uh, you want to know what's inconceivable? <laughs> this shell. And look, I obviously, I don't agree with the, with the ban. You know, I, of course not. But the problem is I do agree with, like, every third thing that Trump says. It's like a weird multiple choice test. It'll be like, Mexicans are rapists, Muslims gotta go, the government is broken, it could do better. And I'd be like, well, one of those is true. Like, are all of them true? And then he says some things that are definitely true, like they have nothing to do with the debate, but Hillary would be up there and she would be like, this is what I'm gonna do about ISIS, this is how I'm gonna bring back jobs, how about you, Donald? And he'd just be like, LaGuardia Airport sucks. <laughs> I'd be like, it does, man. Dude, Hillary hasn't talked about LaGuardia all year. 
She's lying. Check the emails. And now we're here. I just, I still think we're going to be okay. I really do. Because I believe in God. Like, like God, God. Not yoga. But. And I know that's a weird thing to say. I get it. You know, religious culture can be crazy. I don't agree with all of it. I grew up in a town where I watched my gay friends struggle to come out to the religious community. And now I live in L.A., where I'm a religious person struggling to come out to the gay community <laughs> and tell them what I think. And they're just like, you believe in God? Dude, that's so gay. <laughs> I just, for me, God is hope that there's more to life than what's in front of us. You know, that even if things seem impossible, there's still a chance that it could be okay. And I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm really not. Like, all I'm trying to say is just, just submit to Islam because it's the truth. And that's the only way you'll be saved. Seriously, that's the only way. Coming up, comedians Emmy Blotnick and Daniel Simonson. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest tonight is a comedian and a writer who has written for The President Show and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Emmy Blotnick. Oh my God, oh my God, it is so nice to be here with people. Wow, I have been feeling really rusty at talking to people. I think we all have to be really nice to each other right now and cut each other slack if your conversations go weird because it's gonna happen, you know? <laughs> the other day I saw a woman outside my coffee shop who had a hairless cat zipped up into her jacket and she was just kind of staring down the coffee line like, who's gonna ask me about my hairless cat? <laughs> She didn't say that, but that was the energy, you know? And I didn't want to do it, um, but the woman behind me did. She went for it. She went for the chit-chat, and she was so warm and friendly and, like, Midwestern, like, the exact person New York normally destroys. And she went in so friendly. I knew what she meant to say. It just came out slightly off. She said, oh, wow, is that a skinless cat. <laughs> and then the lady with the cat said, he had skin. And I wanted to be like, just let her have this. You know what she meant. She knows your cat has skin because the whole cat is skin. It's an all skin cat. It's a very skin forward animal, you know? And maybe she said skin because she was looking at a lot of it. <laughs> How dare you make her feel like the weird one here? How did you even do that? She wasn't being weird. She wasn't like, is your cat only bones? You know, she was just trying to chat. I think the right answer to that is something like, Actually, it's a hairless cat, but thanks so much for talking to me. I'm utterly companionless. <laughs> <laughs>
I got a dog recently. He's the best. Uh, dogs are antidepressants for real. Like if you have depression, a dog will help you so much. And if you have anxiety, a dog won't help you at all. <laughs> There's so much to worry about. They don't come with instruction manuals. I just Google dog questions in a panic all day. I'm like standing outside Walgreens Googling, can dogs go inside Walgreens? <laughs> no, okay. Can dogs eat French onion soup? No? Okay. <laughs> we were in an elevator together, and I was like, does he get what's happening right now? <laughs> we're moving, does he get it? And so I Googled, do dogs understand elevators? <laughs> and the answer is functionally, but not mechanically. <laughs> And that makes sense, right? Like, they know that they're going somewhere, but they can't build you one. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. Oh, I'm thinking about buying Twitter. Uh, no. <laughs> one thing at a time. I... Uh... I got my dog groomed for the first time. Uh, I called a mobile dog grooming van because I saw it in one episode of Queer Eye. And it's a great business. They roll up to your house in a van and a guy takes your dog into the van and he disappears for about two and a half hours. And they do everything. They cut his hair, they trimmed his nails, they got in his ears, they gave him a dental cleaning, they went up his butt. He came out looking so good, like the best he's ever looked in his life and then I got the bill and it was $250 which is more than my haircut and you can tell <laughs> but I was like what happened in there why was this so expensive and I'm like nah you know what this makes sense a guy had to chain my dog by the neck to a sink in a van and fight him for two and a half hours he deserves his money and why aren't people getting groomed this way? <laughs> Once you know that it can all be done in a van, you're like, why am I going to a hairdresser in one place and a dentist in another? <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if a van just rolled up to your house, a guy you've never met puts a bag over your head and he drags you out to the van and he handcuffs himself to you and you to the van and then he does everything, right? He cuts your hair, trims your nails, he gives you a dental cleaning and a colonoscopy and a COVID booster shot and a little turkey sausage and he tells you you're a very good boy and you come out looking the best you've ever looked in your life, I mean. Who's ready to start vrooming with human grooming? Thank you guys so much. Emmy Blotnick, everybody. Folks, my next guest tonight is a New York-based stand-up comedian who hails from Norway. Please welcome to The Late Show, Daniel Simonson. Yes, uh, hello. Uh, hi, uh, I'm from Norway, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, 
I always ask them to mention uh, I'm Norwegian up top, or else people uh, doubt I'm a real person. <laughs> because nobody speaks uh, English this way. I don't even know uh, why I sound like this myself. <laughs> uh, I just started to talk, and this is how it came out. <laughs> and immediately, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, something is wrong. <laughs> but I just came from backstage. There was lots of mirrors in my room. Wherever I turned my head, there was a mirror, you know? <laughs> so you can look at your own doubt. <laughs> uh, I often make the audience nervous. <laughs> uh, I don't do it on purpose. Uh, I'm here to spread joy. But then I open my mouth, and <laughs> it creates huge discomfort. <laughs> uh, I'm like that in real life, too. Uh, I make others nervous uh, because uh, I'm shy. Did you know you can ruin a dinner by not saying anything? <laughs> uh, I do that on a regular basis. There's a certain amount of time you can be quiet around people uh, before they freak out. <laughs> I go way beyond that. I'm just there on the side, uh, like a lamp. But I try to be part of the group, so every now and then I say, really? <laughs> just to show them I'm alive. You know who I'm always really scared of when I go to dinners? Children. <laughs> they can really embarrass you. Because if I'm weird and nervous socially, the grown-ups, they just let it slide. <laughs> but a child, he says out loud exactly what he sees. <laughs> Suddenly it's like, why was your hand shaking when you reached for the cheese? <laughs> Wow, thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> you know, this is gonna bother me the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm never gonna recover from this. <laughs> because I'm the opposite guy to who I wish I was. I always wanted to be an outgoing guy who is really free socially. I want to be the guy who is really funny around the grill. <laughs> you know the guy who arrives at the barbecue and then the mood goes up. <laughs> uh, people get really excited. Just like, hey guys, Jason is here. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> I feel they're never that pumped to see me. They more look worried. <laughs> uh, oh no, the mute guy. 
I can't wait to hear what he doesn't have to say. But I notice it's a lot harder to be quiet at a dinner than a barbecue. The problem at a dinner is you're always sitting in the same spot, so it's so obvious you're not talking. <laughs> but at a barbecue, you're out in the open, people are standing in groups, so you can like walk over to this group and be quiet over there. <laughs> And then just when they get suspicious of you, you change location. Yeah. And you can ruin this conversation instead. But right before they find out you're shy, you say, really? <laughs> okay, that's it for me, guys. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.